Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast, where we review horror movies. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me for a very spooky, considering we're recording this over the internet right now, episode, is Matilda. Hello. Sarah. Hi. And avoiding those uh, unmarked police vans in Portland, Mm. Ariel. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Have you been pulled into any unmarked police vans this morning? (laughs) No, I have not. Thank God. She was the one doing the naked yoga. Oh, right. Yes. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. I'm really hoping that the, the, the naked protester is one of your neighbors (laughs) and that we're going to see a trend of like naked resistance. And he didn't even know he was protesting. It was just a Tuesday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How about you, Sarah and Matilda? How are you guys hanging in there? Pretty good. Back to work full time. Eh, Just a lot of, sir, mask over your nose, over your nose. No, your nose has to be completely covered. (laughs) Like this. See American mine? exceptionalism. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cover your orifices. Yeah. I mean, oh, why? Are, that is already, that should be the rule in general, <laughs> non pandemic times. I don't want your orifice. I put them away. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm glad you guys are doing okay. Any funny yeah. stories on your end? The squirrels are fine. I, did I tell you all that there's one that I'm calling Smaug? No. no. Yes. <laughs> so. There's one that um, comes down the tree and it has, I have that little picnic table and it has a bowl on top of it. So you put the peanuts in the bowl and it's like a sizable little bowl. Often there's just squirrels that come down and daintily eat and sit at the picnic table or they take one and leave. Uh, Smaug comes if there's competition and he sits on the peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) He He just sits in the bowl. And then just eats peanuts from underneath himself, which is a pretty great strategy. It's not bad. No. I, I, I totally understand that, though, because I once swiped all the all the deep fried cheese sticks off a sampler plate, clutched mm. them together in a ball in my fist, and was eating them between my fingers so they wouldn't get stolen from me. My goodness. Oh my <laughs> I knew there was a reason we were friends, Sarah. Was about eight pints in at that point, but uh, yeah. Totally reasonable. All right, so what have we been watching to distract ourselves from the rest of the world? Ladies, Ariel, let's start with you. I watched the movie Becky. Okay, now this I'm very curious about. This is the Kevin... Kevin James. Kevin James. I was like, not Kevin Smith, the other one. (laughs) So essentially what it's about is this young girl, um, her mother died and her father is thinking about getting remarried and she goes to stay at their like cabin with her father and his new girlfriend and her son and while she's out in the woods pouting this neo-nazi guy kevin james and his cronies come looking for something in this house yeah and so the whole movie is kind of about the family in the house being you know kind of held captive by kevin james and then becky out in the woods trying to kill them and save everybody basically wow that sounds like that sounds good yeah so i was not expecting a ton going into it i was just super curious to see about kevin james but i ended up really liking it there's a lot of really good kill scenes a lot more gore and violence than i expected considering our protagonist is supposed to be like 14 or something Uh the girl who plays becky is really good 
So I would definitely recommend it. I mean, don't go in thinking this is going to be some sort of masterpiece, but it's really entertaining. I would say my one warning before I stop talking about it is that there are two dogs in this movie. One dies and one gets injured. So that's kind of a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah. The other thing I just watched the other night is called The Beach House. It's a this Shutter I'm original. I'm very curious about. Yes, tell me. So I don't want to give anything away more than what's in the description on Shutter. So I'm just going to say it's about a young couple who are like college age who go to stay at their father, uh, the guy's father's beach house. And once they get there, they realize that another couple is already staying there. Then... They sort of have this weird night together and this strange fog starts like enveloping the beach and then the couple starts acting weirdly, the older couple. So that's all I'm going to say about what it's about, but I would recommend watching it because there's a lot of really great body horror, spooky things happening. It's it's kind of a combination of a lot of movies you're probably really familiar with, but I think they did a good job with it and the the creepy sort of... I don't want to say anything that'll give it away, but like the body horrorness of it, I feel like horror fans will appreciate. And if you have Shudder, it's free on there. So I would say check it out because it's not that long of a movie either. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's it for me. Awesome. All right, Matilda, how about you? What have you been watching? I've been watching a few things. I've been watching the German series Dark on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Has anyone Mm -hmm. else watched this? I no, tried yeah, when it first started to get into it and it didn't grab me, but I've always meant to kind of go back. Yeah. Okay. About halfway <laughs> through the first, I, I we just started season two. About halfway through the first season, I was like, yes, I'm in. And then I'm going to spoil something here. So turn this off. This is a time travel thing. Okay. And so my capacity right now for entertainment is not huge. Uh-huh. And my capacity for shows like leaving me in suspense and pissing me off is not enormous. And I can tell this thing is going to piss me off. Uh, okay. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And you have to track. So it's about a small German town and two boys go missing. Okay. In this small German town. And there's four families who are like very intricately involved in being terrible to each other in various ways. But you have to track each character over like three to four timelines and sometimes they appear in their current form and sometimes they appear in their six-year-old form and you have to remember who that is i just this is more than i can kind of cope with (laughs) 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 and like half like three quarters of the way through the first season i was like this thing's gonna piss me off like lost like i can feel it (laughs) yeah Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling better about my decision. Yeah. Okay, good, I, good, good. I'm really on the fence about if I'm going okay. forward. I might, and it might be amazing, but who knows? Well, but keep us posted. Yeah. I've also been watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Is anybody else watching this? I read the book and we went to the reading together, but yes. I've not watched the series. The series is pretty good. It's like a docu-series with some reenactment, but you get to see some of the players in the book. This is the one about the Golden State Killer who just pled guilty couple weeks ago oh right mm-hmm. that's the hbo series this right? is the hbo yeah. series it's oh, I good i forgot that was out uh-huh. it's good good interviews um some with her some with her friends a lot with Patton oswald mm. um well now i'm in see <laughs> who's looking marvelously disheveled oh that, which is great God, i love him yeah. so much yeah. <laughs> so that that's really great and it's a pretty fascinating thing it's also i don't know how much they're going to go into this but the fact that he pled 
and the fact that this is a serial killer who was raping and killing people for years and years and was a cop is a really interesting mm. I feel like it's a really interesting moment to be having that kind of well so is the China Lake serial killer Oh, I know less about that one. Tell me about that. Back in the 80s, he was basically like out, he was a highway patrolman out in the China Lake area. And so, I mean, there's this is before cell phones and before GPS and all of that. So he'd pull over, he'd pull over women and rape and, and murder them. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, they're only releasing one a week. So we're going to see if there's any kind of tie in to current thinking about cop psychology and that kind of thing. But I would be curious. Yes, definitely. And then the third thing is I finally went back and finished Castle Rock season two, which was excellent. And boy, is that a trauma fest. Oh, yeah. Just like in every way. So just be aware when you go in. So that's what I've been watching. Um, and my TV Prozac right now is public service announcement. They just put Father Ted on Amazon Prime. Oh, I love Father <laughs> Ted. So if you need a little palate cleanser after too much serious TV, as I often do, uh, go watch Father Ted. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? What have you been watching? On on Amazon, yeah, you got to rent it for like three bucks, but it is totally worth your three bucks. Sit down, have a couple of beers, and watch Llama Geddon. <laughs> 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 this this is a, a low budget B movie. It's it's a like an hour and ten minutes of your time. It's about a killer llama from outer outer space that crash lands on Earth and begins a <laughs> raining havoc on a group of unsuspecting college partiers. So I mean, it's pretty freaking awesome. You have to great. see it. There's like one character whose shirt changes every scene that they're in. Oh my god. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. I, I showed you guys the, the clip of the girl getting beat down by the by the llama arms. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, like, the whole movie is just like that. It's amazing. Oh dear. <laughs> so, and, and, and it's got four stars on Amazon, man. So, I mean. Oh, well, then yeah, what do I know? You have to check it out. You have to check Nothing it out. Nothing shady about Amazon, so you're right. Oh, wait, there's, a, right. there's a one-star review. Let me let me click on that one see what that one says. I'm sure it's probably like, this was stupid. Like, dude, it's called Lamageddon. What do you expect? <laughs> that is true. Fair. Very <laughs> fair. Yeah, so it's definitely one to watch. <sighs> awesome. It sounds like you guys have been watching some good stuff. Let's see, what have I been watching? Well, I've been watching the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Are you guys watching that? Yes. No, I haven't started yet. Oh, Dude, you are? That, that, that... That guy that was sleeping with his wife's ashes, he totally fucking did Dude. it. Dude. Dude. Like, such, <laughs> like, big jinx energy around that guy. Oh. Yeah. When he pulls out dirty old box, he's like, here she is. And he, like, opens it and starts, like, going through her ashes. I was like, what the And he's fuck like, I walked around with her skull for an hour. And I'm like, the fuck? Oh. Okay, you guys, you guys. All yeah. right. So, the, for those of you at home, okay, this is the redo of the um, original classic series, but it's on Netflix, and it is, in my opinion, just as addictive as the original because I loved that growing up. Except for that, the production values are a lot higher. It feels very much like it fits in with the true crime series that are already like you know the documentaries that are already on netflix so if you enjoy those this is this looks a lot like that there's even like a touch of errol morris to some of them like they really get a little artistic with it some of the mysteries are more compelling than others but overall it's still really fun there's like a there's of course a spooky alien episode but then there's also there's like a hate crime that's been reopened as a result of this investigation oh, yeah um, that that one i'm pretty sure his friends knew what ha know what happened to him 
Jesus. They're all, what's crazy is like they're unsolved, but for the most part, you know who did this, whatever this is. Oh, wow. Except for the very first episode. I need to know what happened to Ray Rivera. How did that, I need the logistics of that explained to me. The only way that could possibly be done for him to go in that way and make that such small of a hole would be like to drop him from over a helicopter. I thought helicopter too. Down above yeah. it. Yeah. I was just You guys gotta watch it. It's it's yeah. crazy. Okay. And then the other thing is you mentioned Rob uh Andres or Andres, however you say his name. Dude, like the creepiest person I've seen on TV. So definitely check out Unsolved Mysteries. Um there's gonna be new episodes coming up and they're gonna be updating old episodes. And they're like Whoa. there's like a tip line that you can call in. So oh, it's crazy. Wow. Okay, the other thing I watched was this little teeny tiny micro budget indie movie called Driven. Any of you guys heard of this? I would be surprised no, if you did. No. no. Okay, it's new on video on demand. It came out this, I want to say this month or maybe end of last month. It caught my eye because it stars uh, Richard Spate Jr., who, if you love Supernatural, yes, he plays I love him. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. He's yes, Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the very best episodes of that show he is in, and he directs a bunch of it. Point is, I like him, so when I saw this, I was kind of curious about it. And it's like a little tiny movie, so nobody's talking about it. But the few reviews I found were all really positive. So I was like, well, you know, screw it. I'm going to check it. And this movie kind of feels like if Supernatural, like in Supernatural, they didn't have a car and they had to take Lyft everywhere, it would be this movie. <laughs> okay? It sounds awesome. So- <laughs> So the movie all takes place almost entirely inside a car over the course of one night. He gets a ride from like, it's called Ferry, but it's like a lift essentially with this woman who she wants to be a comic and he is just like this weird dude that gets a lift with her and then things start getting wacky. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because it's just kind of a fun little little caper that is fun to kind of watch it unfold it's extremely charming there's great chemistry between casey dillard as the actress who also wrote it and richard spate and it's almost essentially just the two of them there are a handful of other people but really the core of the movie is the conversations that they're having there's some genuine laughs in it it's actually quite funny quite clever the one caveat i would say is that this is clearly a micro budget film so it has some rough edges i really liked it if you can get your hands on it i recommend it i think it's only a couple bucks on amazon and yeah it's a really good watch that sounds great yeah so yeah ariel when i was watching it in particular i thought you might like it yeah definitely so uh, definitely check out driven there's a bunch of movies by that name but it's the one with a guy <laughs> from supernatural okay there, okay <laughs> and like i think the picture is just like him sitting in the back seat of a car okay cool cool all right awesome so that is what we have been watching let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with our review Hi, everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subisati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls podcast. We can go ahead and move into our main review. Now, we don't normally do this, but I do it on all the other podcasts, so I figure for those of people who might be finding this podcast for the first time, Ariel, can you tell our listeners what our spoiler policy is on this show? 
Yeah, it's super simple. We're going to spoil everything. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we try to tell you that we're not, we're probably going to spoil everything. Yeah, there there might be um, a situation where we gave a spoiler warning saying that there would be no spoilers (laughs) and then immediately spoiled it and then had to re-record our spoiler warning on another show that would go nameless, more deadly. Um, So, So, yeah, consider, consider yourself warned. If you care about spoilers we for unfriended or unfriended too they are about to follow all right cool now matilda you were in charge of programming for this episode this Mm -hmm. is a matilda episode uh tell me a little bit about why you decided you wanted to do these movies so i was thinking about um horror that reflects some portion of our current situation right um as we're in this pandemic and mostly quite isolated from each other at mm. least the more privileged among us <laughs> quite isolated <laughs> from each other that's an um, important caveat yes yes yes, yes. and so my, all of my work has moved to zoom for instance like everything has moved to video calls there's lots of stuff in the air about like being afraid of viruses. So I checked out a lot of different things, but mostly I was interested in what it is if there is someone who is menacing you, but it's being done through technology Mm. and the kind of dystopian, like I tend to like the black mirror type stuff, but I wanted to see if there was something that was a little more straight horror. So one of the things that I considered was pairing the first unfriended with the Black Mirror episode Shut Up and Dance, but that was just, it was too grim. Okay. <laughs> Which is, okay. um, it's if people have seen that, it's in the third season. It's it's just too grim. It's somebody who's like gotten into something online and starts to get blackmailed via text message messages to carry things out in the real world. And it's Ooh. it's too upsetting. So I went with the Unfriended series and I, I really love the first one. And I was nervous about watching the second one after looking at the preview because I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be Megan is missing part two, but it is not. And I, I think both of these are like much better than expected. So I'm excited to talk about them and hear what you all think. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, then let's start with Unfriended. Now, Matilda, you have the synopsis for this one. Will you Mm -hmm. tell me about this movie, please? Absolutely. The first Unfriended is from 2014. It's directed by Leo Gabriands. Yes. Possibly did not say that correctly. Uh, (laughs) And it stars Shelley Henning, Moses Storm, and Heather Sossman. All right. So the synopsis of this is one night as high school friends Blair, Mitch, Jess, Adam, Ken, and Val take part in an online group chat. They are joined by a mysterious faceless user named Billy227. The mysterious Mm -hmm. user claims to be Laura Barnes, their friend who committed suicide the year before. The group suspects each other or an outside troll, but the user knows all their secrets, and it quickly becomes clear that Billy227 is here for revenge. Yes, she is. <laughs> all right. So, Matilda, now you selected this movie. What did you think of it? So, I really like this movie, and um, we'll we'll get into this when we talk about the second one, but one of the things I really think this one does particularly well, because they're quite different, mm-hmm. I think that this one does the horror of technology not working as you expect it to Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. as a tension builder is so effective in this movie like when she's trying to unfriend this account and the unfriend button isn't just isn't an option yeah or when like the connection is bad and they can't quite get through 
or people pixelate in the video chat, like that being a kind of tense and horrifying experience. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie did such a good job of operationalizing like that kind of way your blood pressure just goes up when technology isn't working. <laughs> Ariel's like, I feel personally attacked by this movie. (laughs) She's like, wait, this is a horror movie? I thought this is just what it's like to be on the internet. Yeah, Yeah, and I I liked the the horror of the kind of unseen and unclear villain and that you and you only see like snaps of what's happening. And you know, this one has, spoiler alert, like a little more of a supernatural quality Mm -hmm. to it, but I just thought it was really well done and really mm-hmm. effective yeah so that's what i thought what did you all think i really liked this movie is this a first time watch for you yeah i haven't oh, seen okay. either of them because i remember hearing about the first one and just thinking oh that sounds super gimmicky like, right i'm not gonna bother with that but i was surprised at how much i got sucked into this movie so one of the things that happened to me surprise surprise is that streaming stuff just would not work on my tv <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> <laughs> i know So I ended up watching it on my computer. Oh, perfect, actually. Yeah, and I feel like that made it feel even more real, you know? Right, like, Um, you know, there's certain movies that you should definitely watch in a theater, like, that is the best viewing experience. I would imagine for this, the best viewing experience is actually your your laptop. Yeah. Yeah. It totally was, and at one point, okay, so a lot of times she has, like, a million different windows open that are overlapping, and you can kind of see what's happening in the background yes. uh-huh. of one of the windows, but not all of it. I actually took my mouse to like move one of the windows. <laughs> <without thinking. laughs> You're like, what's happening? Get out of the way. No one exactly. cares about your stupid love story. You cheated. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this. I, I thought that even though the characters are pretty tropey, you know, mm-hmm. that um, they all felt like real people and like the actors yeah. did a good job. I think one of the best things about it is that, like you were kind of saying before, Matilda, there's so much for such a, a ghostly kind of thing happening and all this like weird stuff on a computer. There's a lot of realism to it, too. Like they did a good job making the computer screen really look like a computer screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it has like the Apple symbol and everything. It uses iMessage mm-hmm. and yes. Facebook and Skype mm-hmm. and all of the sounds are correct for all those different programs. Um which I think lent like that realism that made you get sucked in to it more. So yeah, and even when the main character, the, the whose computer screen we're viewing everything through, like she made typos while she was typing. She would start typing a message and then erase it and then type mm-hmm. a new one. And I thought that was like such a clever way to show us who she was as a person, mm-hmm. right? You learn more about the way she thought because mm-hmm. you're seeing her literally thinking on the screen. Yeah. And it's um, also a, a really effective way of giving you backstory. Exactly. You get a lot of context from just simple aborted text, you know? Yes. And that felt very in keeping and, and fit with the the gimmick of it. But it also gave it prevented you from having all of that like pained dialogue that you would never have. Right. It was just a very subtle and clever way to communicate that information, I thought. Yeah, it really was because all these characters clearly have known each other for a long time. So it wouldn't make sense that in the context of like a Skype call or messaging each other that they would put in a bunch of exposition. Right. It's like the, hello, my brother, Jim. I'm so yeah, glad exactly. to see you after all this time has oh, gone on. Yeah. And we had that incident <laughs> six years ago, which has plot significance, but we would not be talking about it, right? Like that is, and instead we just have like a, a, a second of her typing and untyping a handful of things. Right. 
And then just simple things like um, it lagging a little bit or like people's mouths not matching up with the audio, which mm -hmm. happens so much when you're using something like mm -hmm. Skype. So, mm -hmm. yeah, all of that I thought was really great. I think one of the other things that makes it so it does make it kind of unnerving and unsettling is that even though they're all together on this Skype call, they're all alone in yeah. their rooms. Mm -hmm. And so yes. when stuff starts actually happening in real life, it's more scary because they're just watching it, but have like can do absolutely nothing about yeah. it. You know? Right. Yeah. That was another reason I really liked this as kind of a think about thing about technology horror is it gives us the illusion of being together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and there is a way that you're together, but also you're kind of fake connected, right? Like social media has that quality, even in non pandemic times. Like, I don't know about you all, but like finding out that someone, you know, has died, for instance, on social media, you're just like, yeah, Fuck, now I'm alone with this information at like the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, Cause I, th I thought I was going to look at kittens for a second and now there's heavy shit. You know what I mean? Like there's totally, there's just this experience of being like very emotionally alone when mm -hmm. something goes wrong on the computer. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. How about you, Sarah? What did you think? Definitely better than the reviews I've read of it. Is this a first watch for you yeah. as well? And I found it, I, oh, I found so it really fun. funny that it takes place in Fresno. Yes. I, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Fresno represent. And I, it it did also make me really glad that my youth was before cell phone videos because oh I mean, my I, god did, you know, i feel like i would have been the laura barnes of real life right? no like i I have, uh, a, I have a buddy that like you know in high school every time that like, he'd get drunk pants are gone don't know he's just donald ducking it around places <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm guessing he is registered somewhere. No, no, no. I mean, it's just, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, that's so funny though because the whole time I was thinking, wow, these people had such a different high school experience than I. Right? Did. It, it's just yeah. Because I mean, there was still like all that. There was still the drama of you know of of all that other stuff, but it wasn't like if you told somebody that oh somebody has an eating disorder it maybe went to five other people, not your right. entire high school and half the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it's just really different. It, but uh, as far as the movie goes, I really enjoyed it. I just want to know what the fuck do these kids' parents do that their rooms are that big? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is the housing situation like in Fresno? Uh, they, uh, they, they've, they've got to live uh, north of knees. Cause there, there ain't shit like that on my side of town. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that we have an expert witness for this episode i know How exciting were there any i mean i i don't think there's much outside no the, the um, only thing outside really is is the party which i mean she yeah she's like right. over by like what like a horse trailer or something which yeah it's probably you know if you grew up in fresno or went to college in fresno you've been to a party where there's hay bales at least once in your life mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh -huh. so it felt like you're like okay they're really getting it they understand the fresno high school ecosystem yeah, yeah. uh i don't know awesome. i mean it's been a long time since i've been in high school so. <laughs> yeah i i would call this movie a true guilty pleasure except for that i don't feel guilty about it at no all. it's actually a pretty I good really movie. like this I mean, movie the, the the last scene is a little cheese ball but Eh, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it, but overall, it was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Far better than it had any business. Yeah, 
in my opinion. And also, like, it's one of those movies where I'm like, okay, so this is not made for me, but I still had a good time with it. Uh, yeah. Just... Because it taps into two of my paranoias. One of them is tech and social media. You know, like, I'm already so suspicious of it all. And, and that and the anxiety of being called out on social media. In some ways, one of the most horrifying things were when Laura would show evidence of them on social media and you could just see the social media turn on them yeah. i was like oh god mm-hmm. call you know like i fear call out culture i mean it it, it serves an important purpose but i don't want to be on the other end of it <laughs> right. um, and then also just like the trauma of once having been a teenage girl surrounded by other teenage girls yes. like that felt very timeless to me sure the vehicle was on social media versus flyers all around my school which is what happened to me Ooh. but oh still uh, Damn. Oh, yes. On Valentine's Day, I came to school only to discover my photo photocopied on like a thousand pages distributed over the entire school saying, Chris, will you be my Valentine to some senior that I had a crush on but never spoke to? Oh, oh that's painful. And the thing is, is the picture was taken of me inside my car, like looking over the driver's seat. So I knew it had been taken by a friend. Oh. And by the end of the day, I was in a fight in the quad. <laughs> God damn. Wow. I beat some bitch's ass in the quad that's no longer my friend. But that was like one of your closest friends, probably. Oh, yeah. They knew that oh, information. Yeah. And, oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So mm. this definitely triggers a little bit. And not in a bad way, but in a like, ugh, like I'm already uneasy because I, you know, I'm by, I remember how horrible high school was and the casual cruelty of other mm. kids. Yes. Um, And I think that this movie, you know, yeah, it's like a spooky dooky movie about, you know, a ghost in your computer. But and and that's fun. I think that's the fun aspect of it. But what this movie, I think, really gets right is just that the shifting alliances, the betrayals, the humiliation, all the stuff that are life lessons you learn in high school about boundaries and the way that you treat each other. Like, for the most part, there's a reason why you're not friends with most of your high school friends. It's because you tr- you were not a good friend at that age. Yeah. yeah. Because you're learning about what it is to be a good friend and you're often learning it really through brutal lessons either things that you did that didn't you realize were cruel or that were done to you and i think that this movie does that very well <laughs> yeah it really does like those scenes where they're having to um tell their secrets basically to each other about yes. what they've done to each other yes mm-hmm. um, being forced to do it that that felt very real <laughs> Yes, so, uh, I'm too real. So I've got, I've got, <laughs> yeah. two final things to say about about this. One is that I'm glad I was able to pause it because there was a point where I'm like, shit, I got to go find my glasses. I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that is the equivalent of like being too short to ride this ride? Like, if you're too old to be able to read the screen, you're too old. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is, is I mean, I understand the situation. But the rules for Never Have I Ever have always been a statement is made, you drink if you have. What is this five fingers bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. Remix. Maybe it's, I don't know, Fresno edition? (laughs) Y'all do different stuff doing there. I don't know. Um, The only thing I can say is, like, my niece um, keeps sending me, like, TikTok stuff. And they do that on TikTok. uh, You talked about this a little bit, but I I thought the casting on this one was a little better than the next one. We'll get into the next one. Yeah. Um, Like, I felt like, for the most part, these kids really felt like teenagers. Like, all the way down to 
Jess's terrible eyeliner. Yeah. Like, they look like <laughs> teenagers had done their makeup. And I was like, I and I appreciate that because I understand we live now in an Instagram area where everybody gets the perfect flick. We've, you know, we're all up in the makeup artist drama on YouTube, whatever the kids are doing. But like, <laughs> I think in 2014, people were still had real bad eyeliner. And I appreciate that. In the mm-hmm. movie. It's a very nice piece of realism that I enjoyed. I also think that this movie is a very great modern take on some classic core tropes of the, the horizontal hostility. Shade, I got shades of Carrie in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, only it was through this very millennial modern day technology perspective. And yeah, so they like, turn on each other so quickly. Yes. And so for people who think like, oh, this is not for me because it's like these teeny boppers on a screen. It actually harkens back to historical subgenre. It's just like a, a newer, fresher take on that so i would i would recommend that people who maybe are put off by the the aesthetics of it give it a shot because if you do like those high school revenge kind of films like prom nighty kind of stuff then you're gonna like this movie Mm -hmm. yeah and i think rachel you i think initially recommended this to me as being like better than it has a right to be yeah a hundred i stand by that yeah ah i'm so glad you liked it I also... Oh, one last thing. Oh, yeah. One of the things that was the creepiest, I think, in this film, too, is when there's a scene when I think his name was Ken, like they, uh, an image comes up on their all their screens mm-hmm. and it turns out it's of Ken's bedroom uh-huh. and he leaves and you're like seeing him pop in and out of the window on the computer as he moves. Yeah. And then he goes to look at where he thinks maybe the camera is yes but all we can see is him like we can't see what he's looking at just like his face and i thought that was super unsettling that and the scene where you think val's screen is frozen Mm -hmm. right and then the phone starts to vibrate and you're like oh no and then you notice the bleach sitting next to her you're like oh yeah yeah there's some good little classic horror things in this that Mm -hmm. i think really work and I know it's kind of gimmicky, but I, I like the gimmick. Yeah. Like the use of real software is the is a big piece of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like I get distracted in other movies like this where they have knockoff technology, like not even the that are in screen, but just anytime you have somebody like searching on the web and it's some like bullshit site they meet up. It, I get so focused on that that I it pulls me out of the movie. Whereas this, it looks like your computer screen. You're familiar with all of these things. So like when the tech is not working, you have personal reference to understand where it should be and what should be happening. It pulls you in and keeps you in, in a mm-hmm. way that makes it, that really elevates this movie. Definitely. Awesome. So I would recommend this to just about anyone. How about you guys? Yeah. 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 I think it's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it. All right. Well, let's move on to the movie's 2018 sequel, Dark Web. Now, Ariel, you have the synopsis for this bad boy. Tell me about Dark Web. So Unfriended Dark Web came out in 2018. It was directed by Stephen Susco, and it stars Colin Waddell, Stephanie Nagaris, uh, Betty Gabriel, and like a bunch of other people. Betty Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So after a young man named Matthias takes a laptop from the lost and found at his job, he joins his friends on Skype for a game night while also having an argument online with his girlfriend. Matthias is contacted by the person who owns the laptop and at first thinks he can simply return it to them. But while poking around the laptop, Matthias and his friends find a trove of disturbing videos and soon he is being blackmailed into doing the bidding of the mysterious laptop owner. All right, Ariel. Now, what do you think of this one? 
so this one I really liked too. I mean, I think the same things hold true that the, all of the things being so realistic on the screen is really well. I think this one's a little slicker than the Mm -hmm. first one. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It loses a little bit of kind of that, I don't know, gritty isn't really the right word, but for instance, he doesn't really make typos or accidentally click on the wrong thing ever in this Mm -hmm. one. He's not like typing and then erasing and typing again. So some of that felt a little slicker and less real, but it's super disturbing. I mean, when they find that trove of videos and it's like they're clicking on the different ones, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want him to click on it, but I'm also super curious to know what this movie's about. So like click on it and then you're like, oh gosh, I wish I didn't see that. But they they never show so much that you're like just absolutely repulsed yeah you know what i mean like oh, yeah there's minimalism yeah. but it gets the job done. yeah it gives yeah. you the when they start to tip that happening. like corrosive barrel i was like no 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 yeah. no 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 don't want to see that. <laughs> well and actually and what and one of the characters says like no 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 back out back out i don't want you know yeah, yeah and i was glad that yeah. they did that because like you know what's going to happen but mm-hmm. i didn't need to see it exactly yeah. mm-hmm. where they open the knob on the barrel that one was particularly disturbing because she like yeah. slowly opens this knob and mm-hmm. then it's just like somebody's a young girl's eye you know yeah. so for me all of that was really effective i think one of the problems with both of these movies is maybe like just the very last scene on both of them is a little cheesy the way that they end but other than that i i i think they're fun there's uh there's actually a handful of alternate endings to this yeah i read about that but i couldn't find like i wanted to watch all of them but i couldn't Mm. find them yeah i saw two because i watched it twice and they had different ones Mm. so i can talk about that if you want yeah oh interesting Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, now, Matilda, you picked these these movies, so let's go back to you. What did you think? I ultimately really liked it. I thought, kind of like you all are saying, like, it showed enough. I was worried that this was going to be a little torture porny. It's not, though. No. And no Mm -hmm. animal violence. Yes. 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 And from the preview, I was concerned, honestly mm. um like from the trailer but ultimately like you're saying they they <laughs> we have audience proxies who were like no 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 i don't want to see that right yeah. right back out of there um so you get enough without it being like graphic violence against women which i really appreciated the implied is fine right like the threat is fine and i also thought that the even though the characters were again kind of tropey it was kind of an interesting set of tropes mm-hmm. right the like conspiracy theorist yeah yeah (laughs) character although um, use the word sheeple and i am out oh out i am strong out (laughs) strong out someone's gonna try to like stop me from taking a vaccine that's the next thing coming i'm out (laughs) right (laughs) but i thought and i thought that the deaths were pretty creative like his death was fairly oh his i thought his death was the best death it was good but like it was as it was happening and you could see what what they were doing and putting together all the little breadcrumbs from earlier in it and you're just like Oh, and the mouse no. like hovering over his like jam with the middle finger yes like, yeah. yes that was to me the best use of the technology yes like the best weaponizing of the technology they do it a, a little bit here and there in other places but that one from start to finish they went all in on the use of the technology and mm-hmm. it was to me the very best of them mm-hmm. and yeah ugh, oh, it was tough to watch and like cause swatting is 100 percent a thing and yeah, a problem is. yes yeah so I mean, I think I didn't quite love this one quite as much as the first one. And I think it would be, I don't know that I would widely recommend this one to everyone, 
But if somebody was pretty enthused about the first one, then I would say like, this is, this is also like different, but also pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. What How did you all think? I liked this movie, but everybody I know, the first thing they would do if they had some weird, somebody else's laptop is erase the, the files. Reboot right. the, 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 the hard yep. drive, you know? So, I mean, when he's on there and he's like downloading his, his own personal stuff and logging in and shit, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Clear that, clear that <laughs> shit out first. Clear that shit out first. The wife figured out the, uh, the, the, the twist in the plot before I did. She figured it out when they said that the laptop had been sitting in the, in the yep. lost and found for three weeks. Cause <laughs> mm-hmm. shit like that on the laptop, you go back and get it. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I was so glad that they made it clear that, that it turned out to be a setup. Yeah. Because he knew that it was at the cafe, right? Because the yeah. person said, I'll meet you at, like, I'm here at the cafe. Like, obviously, he already knew where it was. So why would you leave it there for a long time? Yeah. yeah. If right. they hadn't cleared that up, it would have been a huge plot. Also, it, it makes a lot of the outlandish technology yes. in it make sense when you're like, oh, this came preloaded. Yeah, like right. people did not hack into the mainframe and <laughs> full lawnmower man themselves into this right. computer. Like it it came preloaded with all those little bells and whistles. Yeah, and yeah. also that it's not just one person; it's a huge group of people. Yeah, pulling all this off. Yeah, I def- Yeah, I did. I did like it. I did like the the more I guess serial killery horror elements to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I liked this more than everybody else. I really oh, liked uh-huh. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, quite a bit. I was a little shaky at the beginning because the group of friends, I was like, these people are not really friends. Right, um, right. Whereas I felt the first movie, they felt like a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have the same chemistry. Yeah. No. But as things ramped up, their reactions, I felt, felt very real. And so even though I didn't buy them as friends i bought them as people in this situation and i and the stakes felt so intense and that i totally stopped caring about that aspect and was just fully invested in what was going to happen also super frustrated like the, the good news is is this is the horror movie that i survived I am a liability <laughs> in most horror movies. You should just throw me in front of the killer and just get it over with because I'm going to take y'all down with me otherwise. But this right. movie, I survive because the minute someone's like, this is on the dark web, my laptop closes. And right. I don't even know your ass anymore. Like, <laughs> I, am, I am in a bunker somewhere because... If that last movie preyed on my my childhood fears, this movie is exactly what I am afraid of every goddamn day. I mm. am privacy issues on the web are like my hugest fear. I'm scared of smart TVs. I look at my phone sideways all the time. I don't post any personal shit on anywhere on social media because I am terrified of this shit already yeah i was wondering how you were doing even with that like is the most horrifying part of this movie for you the one where everyone is kind of like doing embarrassing dances in their house and a (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent of course like at one point i was watching it with randy he's like do we need to turn this off i was like this is triggering (laughs) no no, because it's also totally validating i'm like of course of course the internet is watching you dance in your living room. Of course it is. So like, yeah, it's it like was, your microwave yeah. was watching. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fuck that microwave. I'm looking at you. I can see you out of the corner of my <laughs> eye. So, <laughs> so this, yeah, I feel like both of these movies do an excellent job of exploiting what is so 
freaking scary about the internet, man. I, I understand that as I'm talking, I'm realizing I'm AJ. <laughs> I am the person who's warning about people. But I feel like I'm right. <laughs> yeah, totally. AJ's, AJ's right about some things in this. Yeah. yeah. If I start saying sheeple, though, you guys got to interview. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to have reel a, it back in. We're going to have a talk if that happens. Okay. Good. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was as, as goofy and, like you said, overly slick as it is. This movie worked for me because, in some ways, it felt very plausible. Again, the tech was real. Like, even when he's like, doing the thing where he's searching for hidden files that's like all real software mm-hmm. the I, papaya is the only thing that's not real software and i understand that has plot significance but all of that again totally makes me it draws me into the movie mm-hmm. the snuff stuff was genuinely horrifying especially because you know that shit is on the internet right yeah it yeah. is on the dark web i mean i listened to a whole podcast which i highly recommend called hunting hunting warhead oh There's my god that, did you listen oh to that? my god yeah twice because it was Whoa. just like i can't believe this shit is yeah oh my god yes you guys if you have not listened to hunting warhead it is fascinating it's okay. about these journalists they track down the biggest proliferator of child pornography on the dark web Oh, wow. And it uncovers Ooh. this whole... No, but the thing is, is they don't go into content very much. Okay, like it's, okay. it's That's not really what it's about. It's about how how they, like, encrypt and, like, how the culture is around it and mm-hmm. how all these other countries are involved. And then eventually they interview the people behind yeah. it. Yeah. And you, they don't go into, again, they don't go into really graphic detail about what's in the things. Mm. Like, it's fascinating oh and it's a cbc when they do good true crime yeah. yes it's yeah. excellent definitely recommend but the point is is knowing how realistic that part of this is even though there was like the goofy minecraft river or whatever oh i loved um, that i mean yeah it's great <laughs> but it's pretty goofy oh yeah but yeah so that all kind of worked for me also i was thinking about that killing season series about the serial killer, Lisp. the Long Island serial killer mm, that like goes mm-hmm. into all the sex trafficking and stuff. Yes. All that stuff is run through the dark web. So, you know, in the same way that there's probably not a ghost in your laptop, but the, all that social media shit is real. This movie taps into something very real. Um, so, it, yeah, I found this to be bone chilling, but also just like super compelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm so glad you linked it. And then when the plug falls out of that chick's head at the end. Ooh, oh, yeah. God, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, okay, so contrary to all of what I'm saying, the part where he says it's a game, I was like, I wish this was a game. <laughs> <laughs> I would play this game. <laughs> if you like this movie, I would definitely say check out The Den as well. Oh, yeah, I meant to watch that one. Uh I think if you liked this, the den is like, it's, she's someone being stalked by someone over the internet using weird technology and stuff. It's not as, it's not as well made as this, but it is really creepy. And yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Feeds into oh, okay. my paranoia. Yeah, I mean, I thought, <laughs> I did feel like the group dynamics in both of these were pretty good. Uh-huh. Like the more so in the first one and that was more about group dynamics, but I thought I felt like it was pretty solid for like uh-huh. straight up tropey horror movies. Mm-hmm. That yeah. part where Betty Gabriel has gone to try to oh. meet the girlfriend oh. at the yeah. station and her partner is like watching on the screen having to choose between mm-hmm. saving her or saving her mother in the ICU was oh. that was heart wrenching. It was yeah, heart wrenching, but at the same time I'm just like 
Look, you keep saying yeah. your mom's not going to make it. Just make the decision. Oh, that'd be so you hard. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I understand I, that's like the trolley choice. Like one of them has a whole life, one of them doesn't. But do you, I, I would be so, st- I would be her. I'd be so yeah, indecisive. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It'd but at the same difficult. time, it's like, but you, you got to face the reality. Like you keep saying your mom doesn't have much longer. It just... God, yeah, that's, so a, that's a tough yeah. one. <laughs> so brutal. Um, it was also really like when the the guy first comes into his girlfriend's apartment, and mm. she's like showering, and then when she but comes out, she can't, right? Yeah, and she can't she can't see the screen or hear because she's deaf, and he's like screaming, but there's like no wet. There's nothing he can do to get her attention. Mm-hmm. That was hard to watch too. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong, but I I really thought the treatment of a disabled character in this was great because it was, like, just incidental to the character. I totally yeah. agree, and I also think that her comment about the app was really yeah. strong. Yes. I was glad that she said that because explaining to him, like, this is helping you communicate with me, but not me communicate with right. you. Yeah. Like, you're only mm-hmm. getting half of this equation because you're looking at this from a very self-centered perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm this movie I, it was another one where it was like far better than it had any business being mm-hmm. in my opinion and i don't know that i ever would have got around to it because like sarah said with the first movie the reviews were not that great yeah and so i was just kind of like there's so many things to watch i'm not gonna watch this thing that's just like okay mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is director's first movie oh wow too. that's wild yeah that is yeah, wild that's impressive mm-hmm. Awesome. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend this to my normie friends if I have <laughs> right. any. Yeah. But like, yeah, to, do you have any? Yeah, I don't really think I do. So I feel pretty comfortable being like, yeah, check it out. It's good. Like, good. I would tell Mars, you, you like the din. Proceed with this. You'll like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's survivalist stuff in this a little bit more. So right. I mean, yeah. she would come back and be like, these are the parts that are impractical, and this is how yes. you would do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can always count on Mars I would want that. Mars in my game night if this was happening to me. Sure. Yeah. No, well, it's like, and ready or not, like, as as soon as she yeah. you know, finds her shoes, I'm like, it's fucking on. Ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rip that dress yep. up. God, I love Take that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much fun. So which ending did you all see? So uh, I saw the, the ending where he gets hit by a van. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What I saw that. See? I saw that one second. The first time I saw it, he is led... Actually, Amaya is led not to the warehouse, but to the park where they met and first kissed. Mm. Oh, this one. Okay. And he's already buried. Yes. But she can't hear him. He's like essentially under her feet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And she can she can see on the video that he's dying, but she doesn't know where he is, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. And there's a second Which... grave dug for her. And then I guess there are two more endings that were on the home video release. Yeah, mm. one of them. Yeah, I read that one of them has like a supernatural angle. Oh, mm. I did not read that. That's interesting. Yeah, I read that there's one where he and Erica Dunn escape because they earn the they have earned the respect of the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's one where he goes to the warehouse, and I I don't know if Amaya is gone or dead or what. But like basically, he he's sitting there contemplating suicide, and the group is voting on whether or not they think he'll do it. Yeah, and then it cuts to black. Yeah, yep. Which one did you like a better of the two that you watched, Matilda? I don't. You know, they were both actually really well done, and I didn't know that there was a second ending, so it was just a second watch, and I was like, wait a minute, 
even I, <laughs> even I who forget everything about a movie after I, five minutes after I've seen it, was like, I think that's a different ending. So uh, I liked them both. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I think I did like, even though the one that you all saw with the van, like you see Amaya going into that warehouse and you're like, oh no. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you've seen that warehouse before with the woman on the chain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, there was something about going to the park and he's right there. Yeah. That's pretty effective. So if you can find that one, like the 60 second clip on YouTube or something, it's worth seeing. Okay. I think that's the best one. Don't you? Because you get resolution on him and Amaya, where yeah. Amaya just sort of disappears off screen. And I'm kind of like, come on, this poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So overall, what do you guys think? Unfriended franchise. Are we pro? Are we con? Where are we at? Pro. Oh, definitely. Watch it. Yep. Surprisingly pro. Surprisingly really good. Pro. Yeah. Same, same, same. Awesome. Well, this was a really fun one. Thank you so much for recommending these, Matilda. Well, thank you. Thanks for recommending the first one to me. That's what got me going down this this I little rabbit hole. All this. I have no idea what we're going to do on the next show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I Mom think before, get in. <laughs> before we move on, can I ask a question about the second movie? No. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So a tech question. When the bad guy the river people like come on screen in their black hoods and stuff uh-huh. why does the screen pixelate and their voice there's something in the hood something? that is disruptive to cameras okay yeah, yeah that's what i was wondering that's not like a real 100 percent real thing but there are some texts now that make um facial recognition impossible mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think i've read about like that but i didn't know level of that yeah because gotcha. i know like there's somebody that and the shirt actually looked really cool but it was like different patterns. And so when you walk, it actually like completely takes you off camera. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, for those of you at home who have some thoughts on this movie, these movies, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts or whatever you're thinking. You can email us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can head over to the Zombie Girls Facebook page and hit us up there. We would love to get your feedback. So we did get a letter this week and it's a really great one from our buddy over at uh, Larry over from the Here's Johnny podcast. He had some thoughts about our thoughts on The Conjuring and I think he he has some, he has some, he takes um umbridge <laughs> with some of the opinions expressed uh by one jody palmer on the episode so i'm going to hold on to this larry thank you so much for sending it in and i definitely want to talk about it but i want to wait till jody's back so that we can have a proper discussion about this email so hang tight you will hear this letter on a future episode but he maybe disagrees with opinions <laughs> expressed on the show so yeah hang in there for that um i will keep this I have starred it so it will not get lost in the quagmire that is my inbox. Yes, there it is. Starred. Perfect. I guess that's it except for our streaming pick. Now, I'm not going to lie, you guys. It was slim pickings on the streaming this time around. So I ended up selecting. I was like, 
part of me was like, should I just go with the beach house if Ariel likes it? But I didn't know if you liked it. So I went ahead and dug something up. But our real pick is probably the beach house on Shutter. <laughs> but I picked a movie that is now on Hulu that we had talked about in the past that we all enjoyed. That if for some reason it had slipped through the cracks and you've been meaning to get around to it, uh, is now available and definitely worth, worth a watch, which is The Devil's Candy. You guys right. remember this movie? Mm-hmm. I do remember hearing about it, but I actually don't think I've ever seen this one. Oh, well, then I'm a genius Good for picking this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, it stars Ethan Embry. So it's about a struggling painter who is possessed by satanic force after he and his family moved to their dream home. I feel like that barely scratches the surface of what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great father-daughter dynamics in this. There's some creepy pedophile creeping around there is really disturbing artwork that is awesome and i want in my house oh it's so good yeah yeah so this is the second movie directed by sean byrne who directed the loved ones so if you enjoyed that this will be a fun time for you less trepanation i will say that um so if you were hoping for more (laughs) hot boiling water poured inside a brain hole this will let you down but if you like creepy satanic art ding 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 you got a winner that is it for us today. Ariel, you want to take us out? Sure. Um, this has been another episode of the Zombie Girls Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.